Susie Author, one little person, and giant publishing company, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and Susie Author doesn't know anything about how publishing works. Have you been working on a writing project for a really long time, but you're not sure what to do next? Do you feel like it's ready for another set of eyes? If so, it may be time to start considering publishing. While the art of writing can feel like an energizing task, sometimes the business of publishing can feel daunting. Never fear, we're here to help you out. Hi, I'm Clarissa Mall, and welcome to The Writerly Life, brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing and learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words, and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you, boldly, bravely, maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. So, welcome to the show, friends. Lean in, grab a pen, let's chat. As a writer, there may come a point in your journey when you look at your work and say, I think I've got a book here. Whether you're just starting to chart out a book outline or you've written a full manuscript, this episode will help you determine what you need to do to get ready for a publisher to consider your work. Today's special guest, Rochelle Gardner, is a seasoned literary agent and coach who has artfully guided hundreds of writers on just this journey. She knows what publishers are looking for and what you need to do to get your book ready for their assessment. Lean in as Rochelle tells us more in this Hope Writers Tuesday teaching with host Emily P. Freeman. When we think about um, literary agents, um, just in general, I know a lot of writers, like when I first started, I didn't even know the writers needed an agent. I just thought that was for movie stars, you know, so (laughs) that was sort of a new thing for me to learn. Um, So I'm just wondering if you could answer a couple questions for just people who are sort of just learning like, oh, you need an agent. What is this? Mm -hmm. So I wonder if you would do that by telling us, um, I have sort of two questions about that. One is, um, how would you finish the sentence? I like to do finished sentences. (laughs) Um, Every agent, every literary agent, what? Because I know some agents do some things and some agents do other things, but but mm-hmm. every literary agent pretty much does what? Is an advocate for the author. Oh, that's great. You're very... <laughs> and so <laughs> can you tell us like what that means in general, mm-hmm. sort of in general terms? So um, there's, um, you know, Susie Author, one little person and giant publishing company, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and... Susie Author doesn't know anything about how publishing works. And um, so you, when you get an agent, you get a partner, partner who's on your side. Actually, most agents have worked inside publishing companies. And as you mentioned at the, at the top, I have worked into. And, um, and so we know how publishing works and we know the whole publishing process from beginning to end and how it works. And we also understand the publisher's point of view on everything because, you know, unlike customers, the author is not always right, um, but we're still the author's advocate. So you have a partner in that 
in the whole process of finding a publisher, working with a publisher, um, and then after after like one book, it's the whole building your career, figuring out what's next, uh, making sure you make the right choice for what is your next book going to be and that we make the right choices about do we stay with this publisher or do we shop for other publishers? I mean, there's just all kinds of choices in there. So it's a long-term relationship. Um, on the front end, most people are thinking about the first thing that they want an agent to do is sell their book to a publisher. Um, but that's not always the case because sometimes authors come to us with a publishing offer in hand. And so then they ask, well, then what can, what kind of value can an agent add? And that's all the other stuff that I'm talking about. So sure, you might have an off an, an offer, but then your agent will take that offer and know what to do with it. And then, um, of course, uh, publishing contracts these days are 22, 25 pages long of legalese, and we we know what all of that means, and we read every word of it, and we negotiate the points to make sure that we're getting you the best um, and most fair deal from a publisher. And then all through the whole publishing process, as you know, Emily, there's all kinds of things that come up. Maybe. Um, you might be having a problem with your editor or you made it an extension on your deadline or maybe you hate the new title that they came up for your came up with for your book and you need a partner in that so instead of having to go to your publisher you go to your agent and then either the agent can handle it directly um, so that you don't have to you know kind of worry about those kinds of conversations with your publisher or the author and the agent together will decide how are we going to handle this. Um, you know, the publisher sends cover designs and we're looking at them going, eh, we don't really like these. So author and agent will talk and decide what our response is going to be. And then we will, we will write the publisher back and we will get a conversation going so that we can eventually end up with a cover that we all love. So it's very much an um, advocacy role and your advocate is someone who understands the whole process so that you're not just all alone there, you know, with the, the publisher, not knowing what's, you're, with you not know, knowing what's going on. When it comes to a first time author, you know, when, when you see a book proposal sort of come to you, what do you in your mind um, hope that this writer has already done? So, or maybe the other side of that question is what I asked before, which is how does she know when she's ready mm -hmm. to seek representation? What has already happened? Right. Okay, so um, I'll speak mostly to the nonfiction audience because for, for fiction, I'll just say if you are unpublished as a fiction author, you definitely need to have a complete manuscript and go from there. So, but for nonfiction, um, you do need to have completed a book proposal and that is not just a hoop to jump through or, you know, busy work. When you work on a book proposal, it, that's how you actually really learn what your book is about. Um, and that's how you start really thinking through who your audience is and um, who's going to buy it and why are people going to buy it. You really need to have thought through all of those things before you're ready to kind of hit the, you know, hit prime time and become a published author, um, understanding your audience and all of that. And, and having gone through the process of doing a book proposal, you've also, you've had to outline it. In other words, understand at least a, have a first draft of what all your chapters are about and then have some sample chapters. So working through that book proposal is very important. Um, and then of course, for nonfiction authors, what I hope what I need them to have already started doing is engaging with people, potential readers, 
around their topic. Um, maybe let's, if you have a diet and health book and you're already, and you're a nutritionist in private practice and you're talking with people all the time, that's engaging with people around your topic. You're doing that. And maybe you have a website and maybe you have a Facebook um, and you're always talking with people about health and nutrition. So you're already doing that. If you have a topic that's more like, um, let's say you're, you've experienced grief in your life. So you're writing a, a firsthand experience kind of book about grief to help other people deal with it. I still want you to have started engaging with people around that not just saying I'm going to tell you my story and help you get through your grief because I'm talking to you about mine I want to see that you're already um, maybe you have begun building a mailing list where you're sending out encouraging notes to people or maybe you have a Facebook group or an Instagram feed where you're you're um, engaging with other people who need to have this discussion around around grief um, or whatever it is you could have a Pinterest page where you're constantly linking to great articles and resources and encouragement so I whatever you are writing about I not only want to see where what's your expertise where does that come from is it credential is it life experience i also want to see that you have begun engaging with people around that topic because as an author that's what you're going to have to do so um, we need to see that you've already done that and one main reason why we need you to be doing that is because any book you could possibly write there's already going to be other books on the shelf about that topic so readers have to choose which book am I going to buy? And they've got to have a reason. And one of those reasons could be, oh, this person is highly credentialed and has lots of letters after their name. Or, oh, I saw a TV show with where this person was talking about that or I heard them interviewed. Or I follow this person's Facebook page and she's really knowledgeable about this stuff and I want to buy her book. So um, readers need a way to decide which book to buy. And right. that's part of why you want to be getting out there and uh, engaging with people otherwise known as building a platform. Do you see people, first time authors or first time potential authors skipping that step a lot of the times and coming from like, I have an idea, I'm going to write a book proposal. And they've skipped a whole step of, um, is that a common thing? Or is that like, no, that never happens. <laughs> it happens all the time. Um, <laughs> Because there is still that idea of being a writer and, you know, sitting in your room and writing great words and, you know, and putting them all together into a book and somebody's going to want to buy them with, um, it, it's hard to get out of that and realize your book doesn't go into a vacuum. Your book goes into a whole thing that already exists where there's already five or 20 or 500 books on your topic and so you've got to be out there building some kind of a some kind of a tribe and talking to people about it so that you know yeah some people might want to buy my book in addition to those other books i love how rochelle lays it out there so plainly for us know your content develop your audience these are things all of us can do as we move our work toward publication but if, as the African proverb says, we go farther when we go together, here at Hope Writers, we believe this work will be best accomplished as we assemble a team of support as we write and engage our readers. Writing may seem like a solitary profession, but all writers need a supportive community to help them accomplish their goals and flourish in their craft. 
Established writers often work with a literary agent, multiple editors, a marketing strategist, and numerous other people before they see their work in print. But what if we're writers who are still just building our body of work and our writing career? Who should we look to for encouragement and support? Consider adding these four types of people to your ranks as you seek to improve your craft and reach your goals, as you keep writing, even when the work gets tough. Number one, the friend. Every writer needs a friend who's a fellow writer. Family and non-writerly friends can lend support and listen to our concerns, but no one understands the writing life better than someone else who's immersed in it. A fellow writing friend is a resonator. They resonate with our frustrations, our questions, and our wins with the unique perspective of someone on the same team. In addition to resonating with us, a friend can also hold us accountable and remind us of important truths. For example, writer friends can encourage us to do the work by sitting beside us in parallel writing sessions, or they can help us not take ourselves too seriously by reminding us to play on the page. Number two, the cheerleader. This is where our family and friends come in. Is there someone in your circle who supports your work unconditionally? They have the potential to be a cheerleader on your writing team. A cheerleader doesn't have to know much about writing to cheer us on, hold us accountable, or read our first drafts. They read our work to offer encouragement and praise, not to provide editorial advice or critique. They're here to wave their pom-poms, not wield a red pen over our work. When we start to question our abilities, cheerleaders are the ones who remind us that we're writers and we can do this. Number three, the editor. An editor becomes an essential member of a writer's team when you work with professional publications, sign a book contract, or prepare to self-publish. Simply put, an editor makes your work better by providing specific, actionable feedback on your writing. A knowledgeable editor is an invaluable resource for every writer. In fact, many writers credit working with an editor as one of the most effective ways to improve in the craft of writing. Number four, the coach. We all need people to help us take a step back and look at the big picture. A writing coach is someone who empowers you to make progress by helping you clarify your values and set tangible goals for your writing career. A coach helps you identify your needs and discover your next right step while also guiding you towards solutions for your stickiest writing conundrums. Effective coaches will help you understand your strengths, define your goals, and harness your habits in order to achieve lasting change. Do you have a manuscript you'd like to share with a publisher? Have you assembled a team to support you in your writing life? If so, you're well on your way to reaching your milestone goal of publishing a book. As you cultivate your words and your platform, you'll see your writing life grow and your message spread to those who need it most. Don't be in a hurry. It, stuff takes the time it takes. And Amen, sister. No hurry to be published. So that's part of your book proposal process. You won't know if you're ready to let it go unless you put it away do not look at it, focus on other things, live your life, and then come back to it with fresh eyes, and then take one more look at it and decide if you, you know, need to do a major overhaul or if it's about ready. At Hope Writers, we know the publishing industry can be challenging. In addition to being a good writer, there's a lot of business acumen to learn. 
It's easy to become overwhelmed or stall out in your progress. But what if there was someone who could help you get unstuck? There is. (laughs) We're excited to announce that we now offer coaching services to help you make progress in your writing life. Our Hope Writers certified coaches work with you one-on-one to help you recover your creative identity, name what matters most to you, and develop meaningful goals without getting overwhelmed. By working with a coach, you'll gain the clarity and confidence you need to make real progress in your writing. If you're ready to develop your craft and grow your platform while enjoying your work for the long haul, find a Hope Writers certified coach today at hopewriters.com writing coach. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at HopeWriters or at our public Facebook page, HopeWriters Community. Last, a final word from our founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Either write something worth reading or do something worth writing. At Hope Writers, we always seek to write meaningful words in the context of our meaningful lives. As you pursue publication, we hope you'll always keep that perspective, that the writing is just as important as the full life of doing, that one informs and enriches the other. As you navigate your own publishing journey, your everyday life will offer you encouragement and perspective as you put pen to paper and send your words out into the world. Thanks for listening, writer friend. As you step into this week, remember to keep writing. Your words matter. We can't wait to read them. If you found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to hit subscribe and tell your friends. Rate and review the show, and like and comment if you're tuning in on YouTube. Your reviews help others know you've found the content helpful. See you next week.